Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we took a look at a fairly recently discovered hormone in the body. It's called irisin. And irisin is produced when you exercise. And irisin is thought to be responsible for a lot of the beneficial results from exercising. And so I just kind of went over, you know, we know that exercise is good for you, but how is it good for you? In what way does it happen in the body? So if that's something that interests you, you need to take a listen to last week's podcast. Well, this week, we're going to spice things up a little bit. And by that, I mean, we're going to look at the beneficial impact on your health of many of the dietary spices. Now, for many years throughout history, spices have been very important. It was said that Attila the Hun, as he was uh, doing his conquest, he demanded 3,000 pounds of black peppercorns to prevent him attacking Rome. It was said that cinnamon was more expensive than gold in ancient Egypt. And a lot of the explorers, the reason they went out exploring was not to find new lands, but was to find a way to get to the places the spices were quicker and easier so that they could make more money from the spices. So spices have always been very important, and it's not just because they make our food taste better. They've been used for a lot of different kinds of medicine. Now, I want to make it clear, um, this is just talking about dietary spices. I'm not talking about going to the store and buying a capsule full of this spice, using it as a supplement. I'm not talking about replacing any of your medications with it. What I am talking about is that there's a lot of positive qualities that these spices have that could improve your health. And maybe at some point you could take less of a prescription medication that you are on, but that's between you and your doctor. I started off looking at this as a favor to a friend who had a sore foot. They were concerned about the amount of inflammation in their foot, and they didn't want to take a lot of the nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories. They, they were concerned about having to take too much medication. And so I was looking into anti-inflammatory diet, and one of the things that came up was about the anti-inflammatory spices. And so just a little bit about the anti-inflammatory. Most of your anti-inflammatory pharmaceuticals focus on a singular um, anti-inflammatory pathways. We think of inflammation as something in the body that we need to get rid of, that you need to just completely shut down inflammation. But inflammation is part of your body's way of talking to itself. And so some inflammation is necessary. It's just whenever we get this chronic inflammation that sets in that just will not go away that it starts to cause serious problems. Now, there's a lot of different inflammation pathways. Um, Three of the major ones that I can think of are the COX-1, COX-2, and LOX-5. And if you'll remember years ago, the Vioxx drug, it pretty much, and I I may be oversimplifying a little bit, but it pretty much just shut down the COX-2 pathway. And people started having very serious negative health effects because of this. There were people dying from it. And it was because it completely shut down this pathway. What happens is whenever you take, not take, whenever you eat different plants, different spices, they reduce the amount of effectiveness of the different 
pathways, but they approach it from a multi-pathway part, which allows the COX-2, the COX-1, the LOX-5, allows all those to continue to function, but at a lower amount. So that's how some of these things become anti-inflammatories. So there's a lot of different spices that you can eat that will lower your chance of having inflammation. And these are just things that you add to your diet. You don't take them as supplements. You don't take them as pills. You just add them to your food. I would like to point out that a lot of these are found in the Mediterranean diet. And as you've heard me say before, the Mediterranean diet is probably the best diet for keeping you healthy and keeping you in the right weight. And a lot of this could be traced back to the fact that the spices used in the Mediterranean diet are the very same spices that can lower your inflammation and several other things. So getting started on some of these common spices, black pepper, probably the most commonly used spice in the world. It is of course, all of these are going to be anti-inflammatory, so I'm not going to bother telling you all of them are anti-inflammatory. It's a potent anti-inflammatory. It also lowers a histamine response, so it's an anti-allergen, which is kind of funny because you always hear about people sneezing from black pepper. And it can also release, uh, relieve some of the symptoms of depression. If you read anything about health foods, you have heard recently that turmeric, turmeric is like the miracle thing. You can, you go through Walmart, you've got your turmeric and curcumin uh, capsules, but although you can buy it as a supplement, I, I'm just talking about stuff that you add to your food. It not only will it do anti-inflammatory, it improves your cholesterol numbers, it improves your gut health. It really improves cognitive function, helps to cut down on your chances of getting Alzheimer's. It's an antidepressant. Um, it's thought to be one of the main reasons that older people in India do not get as are not as susceptible to Alzheimer's because it, it helps protect the brain. And one of the studies did show that people with osteoarthritis who consumed more turmeric consumed less ibuprofen, which to me sounds like a good thing. The herb rosemary, it's great anti-inflammatory. It's also great for stress relief. So if uh, you need to calm down a little bit, the scent of rosemary or eating something with rosemary in it will help you. Garlic, not only anti-inflammatory, but it slows down the hardening of the arteries. It lowers your blood pressure. It can improve memory. It enhances your immune system, and it can lower your glucose sage you hear people talk about you know they gave sage advice or they were uh, you know sage is related to wisdom so not only is it a anti-inflammatory but it also improves memory and lowers your chance of alzheimer's ginger ginger reduces nausea and vomiting it's very good for your digestive system it's an antioxidant and a very powerful anti-inflammatory cinnamon not only is it an anti-inflammatory it improves your cardiovascular health but there's been a lot of studies that show that it will lower your blood glucose. Now, let me just warn you. I knew somebody that they had heard that cinnamon lowers your blood glucose. So they went out, they, their blood sugar was high. They checked it. Blood sugar was high. They're a type 2 diabetic. And they went out and bought two big cinnamon buns at, so that it would lower their blood sugar. That's not how it works. It's the spice cinnamon. You put it on two cinnamon buns. It is definitely not going to lower your blood sugar. And the last one I'm going to talk about today is chili pepper, the, the hot stuff. It was found people who ate hot pepper uh, one to two times a week 
had a 12% lower mortality rate than the people that ate it less times. And if you eat it more than that per week, it's a 14% reduction in your mortality rate. Hot peppers lower your resting heart rate. They keep the fat that's naturally circulating in your blood from oxidizing, which is one of the things that causes some big health problems. It increases your insulin sensitivity. It helps cut down on uh, microbes. It's antimicrobial. It helps you burn fat. And believe it or not, it helps protect the gut. Now, I've kind of flown through these. The big thing to take away from it is almost everything that is a natural herb or a natural spice that you put on your food to make it taste better, it's quite likely to have other good health consequences. So, you know, if you're, as I'm recording this, I'm looking out my window and we had a big snowstorm here yesterday, which I live in the south, so that's kind of unusual. So I'm sitting here looking out at the snow thinking, you know, something warm and spicy would be really good to have to eat tonight. And so I kind of encourage you to do the same thing. I want you to experiment a little bit with some of these different spices. See if you can come up with recipes that include more of them. Uh, it doesn't have to be the really hot spicy stuff. It doesn't have to be the pepper that burns your tongue completely off. But it needs to be something that adds a little bit of flavor to your food because it'll also add some health to your body and it will make your fitness journey just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.